Hello. Test it. Test Hello and welcome to Agitate, a periodical podcast of creative, entrepreneur, and other interesting people. My name is Rob and I'll be taking you on this journey. So sit back and enjoy yourself. This is Agitate. So today I'm here in Toronto speaking with my old friend Mark. Great guy, Renaissance man, jack of all trades. If he doesn't know it, it's not worth knowing. So I'm here in Toronto on a bright sunny day in September, and Mark's here. Hey, Mark. Hey, Rob. So what's new? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't seen you in two years. True. Two years. True, and uh, everything's pretty much the same old. (laughs) Nothing changed. No, that's not true. I don't know. It's, it's never changes and never stays the same. So you were working for this guy. He didn't offer you any water. Yeah, we spent the day um, scrubbing down some scrubbing and sanding and cleaning uh, his pergola, uh, which was like twenty by twenty or something, and it was just all these two by two pieces of wood, and you're. It doesn't look. And you're like, up on a ladder doing this. No, we're walking around on top of it. You uh, could walk on it. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Thick enough to walk. Well, there's like um, support. They're like uh, ten by ten posts going up, and then there's uh, ten by two um, joists going across, and then the two by twos are crisscrossed on top of that. So, how many joists are there going across the span? You're walking on top of the joists, not the two-by-twos. No, I'm walking on the two-by-twos, but they're about um, maybe every six to eight inches. So your leg, oh, if you're not, if you're, you know, it's it's sturdy enough. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, the trick is to not fall through. <laughs> like, because, you know, you're up there and... Because it's a six-by-six six or an eight-by-eight eight hole. Yeah, yeah. So you can, if you're not careful, I mean, you can, you know, you just got to watch where you're stepping all the time. So you're up there. We tried to start early, like at seven, because this was in um, in July, right? Uh, the almost the end of July, or uh, anyway. Um, and it was like the hottest. It was like the I don't know if it was extreme heat alert that day, but it was just roasting. And we're up there scrubbing away, cleaning this down because it was all he, he wanted it to look new again. And it had been maybe five years of aging, and so it all had weathered. And Was there varnish or anything no, on it previously? So it was just, just totally raw. Yeah, just raw cedar. So we cleaned it all up, which made it look new. And then he, he wanted it sanded. And then uh, because you've scrubbed it, and you've sort of raised the grain a bit. So he wanted it brought back down to smooth. And, and then, then he wanted it uh, like stained, right? So it was just like, doesn't look like much. And if you took it apart, you know, you could do it like with a, you know, easier. But every time you hit, every six to eight inches, you'd hit another board, right? Even underneath. And you got to do all sides of this two by two. So it just, it was so intensive and it just took forever. We're in the, you know, 
up there walking around on this like sieve of a <laughs> yeah. trying not to fall through, trying not to get heat exhaustion. And you're crouching down. Uh, Jeff was working with me and he was doing some of it from a ladder. Um, but I was up there with this other guy and oh my God, you're just, you're in a squat kind of position all day, just moving around, you know, hopping from spot to spot. And it's like your back and legs are so stiff and sore. So we were there, uh, I think we were there 12 hours that one day. Jeez. Yeah, it was, it was horrible. And then when we were, and after you sanded it, you really had to make sure you got it uh, stained. Um, because if it rains, then, you know, it's, you kind of you waste all that work. So we'd sand it a lot. And, and then it was like, oh my God, now we got to get this stain before we leave. And so it was like this mad rush to do it, but you're trying to apply the stain and, and try not to get drips because every time like, you know, you're, Oh, obviously every crease, it's just, ah, uh, yeah. And so, you know, Jeff's working from below and uh trying to you know follow us as we're staining and trying to and you're trying not to miss sides but i mean you're working on it and you're kind of backing your way away from where you're working so and you're trying to get all sides of this two by two crisscross and uh you know inevitably there would be spots that you missed so i had to go back and deal with that later and clean up some of the drips and stuff but uh yeah the guy kind of ended up saying this is going to cost me way too much. I don't want you to, you know, I'm going to have to put a stop to this. So he, he fired us, <laughs> which I'm quite happy about actually, you know, you still uh, talk to the guy or no, I Did only knew him. I knew him a couple of years ago through someone else, um, and painted, uh, a rental apartment he had for him. And so he just called me up and brought me back. But the, the crazy thing was when I did that, I think he showed up, as I recall, like he gave me like a, a case of beer, you know, like when I was painting this apartment for, you know, and then this time when we were painting this, the blistering sun, like doing this. And this was at his house. At his house. And, uh, and then he wanted me to bill it through his rental apartment so he could write it off. <laughs> Meanwhile, and then he wanted to like, get a special rate because he didn't want to pay what we had charged and. You know, he's like, I oh, didn't know it was going to be this much. And, uh, it, was, it, was, it became annoying, but um, anyway. Uh, what did he expect? I don't you know. think you could do I it mean, all in a day or something? To be honest, like, if you had to clean it and then sand it, couldn't you have just sanded it and gotten uh, most of the grime all off it? Well, the cleaning actually... Uh, cleaning went not too bad. Um, I mean, yeah, but it, it was still labor intensive. It was just, yeah. uh, the, the cleaning actually really brought it up and made it look good. It's the sanding that was you know, like super tedious. Just using finishing sanders and. Yeah. I mean, you're trying to get into each. Like, oh yeah. You know, but there's always, there's always going to be that spot in the crease that you, you can't get right in. There's always like what a quarter of a centimeter or half a centimeter on each side of the wood that yeah, you just, you're you're never... trying to um, trying to remember. Did we use? You didn't hand sand it. No, we had uh, 
couple palm sanders, and I used the belt sander along the top, like for the... Yeah. Because nobody's going to see that anyways. Well, yeah, you do, though, because he has a Oh, he's deck. got a second floor. He's looking down on it. Of yeah. course. Of course. Oh, my God. But, I mean, he'd spent... I don't know what he paid to have this, because he had this... And he was bragging about... Um, uh, I'm not even finishing my thought. He had the posts that were holding it up were like 10 by 10, and he said they were 20 feet long or something, right? He goes, like, so it's probably 10 feet high... And, and 10 feet in the ground. That's what he was saying, right? I'm like, okay. How'd you, and, dig, and he, how'd you dig those holes there, buddy? Well, yeah. But he was bragging, like, because it was like a lot of the um, the wood was, like, so not free. Like, I mean, it was it was really clean wood. Yeah. So um, that was a big part of it for him. And he had it all shipped from BC to here. So God knows what he paid for it, but he wanted to make it look new. So he, I'm thinking... All right, this guy's spent a lot of money on this, mm-hmm. so he's willing to spend some money to, uh, you know, get it cleaned up. Maintenance, yeah. And he had done all the fence all around his yard, which was a big size yard. This is out by, you know, four twenty seven and you know Burnhamthorpe. You know, like it's not a downtown lot. And uh, you know, he'd done the fence, and he knew how much uh, you know effort goes into just doing the fence. So, I mean, I don't know why he was so surprised at, you know, the length of time and, you know, the cost. So you guys worked, what, two, three days in total? Two people? Uh, people? Jeff and I, I think, did two days. And um, and then we uh, had a third guy. I think we did two days. What is it? So it's going to cost him £1,500, right? 1500 at the um, end of it? Yeah, well, I think it was about... Uh, what what we were figuring would be about six grand. Six grand to yeah. do it? To redo it? Well, that was his, his estimation, estimation. Because there was... Uh, like, when it was all said and done. I know, I have to look back at the numbers. I've kind six of... Six grand? Kind of blocked it out. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the bill was about. It was, we build, uh, yeah, around three grand when we, when we had finished. But we had done, we had done his like this pergola over his barbecue thing, which was you know ten feet long, and so we did that. We did all the top of this twenty by twenty, like all the two by twos and some of the uh, uh, two by tens, yeah, and the side ones, which looked really good. And so it was the posts and then doing the other, you know, uh, joists that were going across, the other two by tens, the center ones. Um, So, I mean, we'd done the bulk of it. And it was actually the hardest part was being up top and just trying not to fall off in the heat and put a leg through. I mean, I was, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, kept saying to the guys, like, just make sure, watch your footing, don't fall, you know, like, you know, because all you need is an accident to really screw things up. So, you know, you got to, safety, safety had to be, you know, priority. Yeah. Anyway, I was, I had another job coming up after that. And I'm like, I know when I'm going to finish this. I'm, I'm just like, I got too much going on, mm-hmm. which is sort of how it's been. These jobs that have been taken on and they just all seem to grow and get bigger than 
what you think, right? And uh, are most of them weather dependent? No, this was this was a big weather one. But I mean, fortunately, we had such a great summer for that. Like the weather was good, although hot as hot as hell. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's. I mean, I like the heat. It's nice to be nice to be working outside. But oh my god, that that day, that one day just killed us. Good tan. Well, farmer says <laughs> my neck and my arms are tanned. <laughs> but yeah, it was tough. It was tough. I was glad when glad to say goodbye to that because it was just like I don't want to look at it anymore. I bet. But yeah, you know, a glass of water would have been nice. Uh, I mean, we ha- we did. He give you stuff. lunch? No, nothing. He he basically hid in his house the whole day, and he didn't even come out. Like other than you know, pop out once or twice just to sort of look at what we were doing. Was there a store around at least? Convenience store that you could? No, buy this some is water? It, like suburbia. Oh, we brought stuff. I mean, I, like we had a cooler, you know, like with watermelon in it. And, yeah. You know, I mean, we did have stuff, but you know, I mean, still it would have been, nice. been, you know. Nice to offer something. Courteous. But uh, anyway, whatever. That's behind me. Try not to think about it. <laughs> Crazy, man. Jesus. Yep. So what else has been going on? Isn't this great? You put a microphone in front of you. And... <laughs> yeah, what's been going on? <laughs> I don't know. Getting all these like. How's Roxton? That's good. Uh, tenants are pretty good. Um, the funny thing is. Mark Mark is a multiple landlord. Well, three apartments in one house. Anyway, the, whoever's the longest, whoever's the tenant that's been there the longest, this is the key. Um, so there's three apartments: basement, main, and. Uh, upper and uh, person who's there is the longest always has the most to complain about because whoever comes in is never as good as the last person <laughs> and it's just like and and then when when that person leaves they go oh I like those guys better right the ones that have left who they just com- finished complaining about <laughs> so that always makes me laugh but our current guy but you're that house must be polished now right like you've done so much work to it oh yeah I mean, there's I'm, no there's no there's little bits of maintenance here and there but there yeah. can't be any big yeah, jobs yeah no um not really yeah little things so it's um not a whole lot to do it kind of takes care of itself which is good but it's the last the last few times we went away, I'd always seem to get a call. Like we were out in uh, Calgary, of course. and it was just like, "Yeah, the uh, the drain of the basement's backing up." And I was like, "Oh my god!" You know, you're trying to do this, and then one time we were in Mexico, and something was going wrong too. I think I, you know, so I had to deal with my, get my brother to kind of go by and sort of investigate it, and what it was. When I first got the house, I they did um, redid the drains from the house to the city, Maine, mm-hmm. and you know put in the new PVC uh, pipes so it wasn't got rid of the clay 
that the tree roots would get into. Anyway, so as it turns out, there was a clean-out pipe that comes up. They didn't install that properly. It's supposed to, they're, they're supposed to be able to put a camera down, and the one that's closest to the street goes back in towards the house, and the one that's closest to the house goes out towards the street, so there's no blind spot. But the way they set it up, the one closest to the street goes out to the street, and the one closest to the house goes into the house. There's, that, there's a little spot where you can't see. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, uh, and then that, that was one problem, but um, the real problem was when the, the city guys came in and torpedoed a new water line. Um, so the, the drain guys did it first, and then shortly thereafter, um, I had some city guys come in and upgrade my water line from, what is it, half inch coming into the house to like a one inch pipe. Anyway, they torpedoed the clean-out line. Cool. So 12 years later, <laughs> dirt and stuff has slowly been falling in from the clean-out into, and it was kind of starting to clog up yeah. um, the drain. And so every now and then, after 12 years, you would have you know this sort of drain issue. And each time we were away, Mexico was the first one, and then Calgary was the second one. And uh, so you're trying to navigate, you know, those issues. And it's one of those things you can't really ignore. So what did they end up doing? They put a camera down and they found out that was the issue? Yeah. At that point, uh, um, we did discover that. So did you do that on your own or did the city do that? Do what? The camera? Yeah. Oh, no, I paid to have someone come out and camera camera the line. Um, do you get reimbursed for no, that? No, because when I had the city do it, I knew someone at the city, and he had some guys that do that kind of work, and he says they, you know, they can do it on the side after work or whatever, and so that was, you know, there's no, the city had no record of them torpedoing uh, this line. So... The cheap water install that I had 12 years ago ended up costing me like two grand, you know, 12 years later, right? Oh, well. So, you know, you, you live and learn and it's just sort of like, and then I started digging down like I thought, you know what, like once we'd sort of figured out what it was and kind of got it so it was working, I thought, okay, let me see if I can get down to these things and fix it myself. And it was, and I think that was... Anyway, I was digging. I pulled, tore the, um, took the steps off the front of the porch, so because it was all right underneath that, and I knew the problem was down there somewhere. And I started digging down, and you're like a couple of feet away from, you know, like this post, uh, like um, the cement or a brick, brickwork post that mm-hmm. holds the support up for the porch. Anyway, I'm digging down. I'm got this huge hole, a huge pile of dirt on the front lawn. And I'm just like, I don't feel comfortable like being right next to this post. So I ended up having, after digging most of it down, um, I probably should have just followed the clean out down at, to start. But for, for some reason, I think we were going down and we were thinking it was something else before we discovered exactly what it was. Anyway, it's a long story. This is going back a couple of years now. I'm trying to remember it. It'll come back to me, all the details, but... <laughs> I, I try and forget these things. 
but yeah, it was, it was, I don't know, another one of those sort of epic kind of like timing things. Like why now? But, Always. Uh, anyway, you know, mostly, mostly it's, it hasn't been much, you know, just got to go back in, recock the bathtub or, you know, fix a leaky tap or do a bit of painting touch up. I have stuff sitting in the cabin. Like I went to Ikea six years ago and bought new faucets. Yeah. They're still in the box. Oh my God. Because <laughs> over there, here's one for you. Two handled faucets. Yeah. With two spouts. With two, two spouts. Okay. With two, like hot and a cold faucet everywhere. And they mix in the... No the mix. They mix in the sink. In the sink, yeah. Okay. Wow. So if you want if you want warm water, you gotta fill the bowl. You gotta fill you gotta fill the sink. Yeah. So, and that's and that's almost everywhere, except for like modern restaurants. Oh really? And ultra modern homes. Wow. Everybody, nobody does a blender faucet. Really? It's it's so ridiculous, like so ridiculous. So you turn on the hot, turn on the cold, turn on the hot, turn on the cold. Like, to do dishes, honestly, to do dishes, there's such a water wastage, you know, because well, you... Well, you get so much water there. Who cares? <laughs> it's raining all the time. What I end up doing is, you know, after dinner, I'll fill up the biggest pot yeah. that we used, and I'll fill that up with warm water. I'll wash all the dishes so they're all still covered in soap, and then mm-hmm. I rinse them with cold water to yeah. get the majority of the soap off, and then I... Rinse them with scalding hot water. Because you can't, you know, once you turn on yeah. the hot, it's... It starts burning. It's hot. It's So, you know, <laughs> just rinsing with scalding hot water, burning your hands, trying to get all these dishes into the drainer. and It's a ridiculous amount of water. Wow. But I, I know I got to do it. And I got to do it because I can't have somebody else do it because I can't have somebody else in the cabin. I can't bring a plumber into the cabin because there's 17 dogs there. Oh. It just uh, it doesn't, you know. I can't have any. Don't you let them out during the day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can't. But I still can't yeah. have. It's just not convenient at all. It's it's a super awkward because you know we've got dogs like Rocky who would, Rocky and Frank and Betty would eat somebody, you know. If if, if you're not paying attention, that's why when people come on the property unannounced or you know occasionally we'll have people show up unannounced like delivery guys or doing something you know delivering dog food and they're supposed to everybody knows to give us a 10 minute warning Mm -hmm. and inevitably they don't yeah or or you get the odd one who will actually be at the gate and honk their horn the dogs love that holy (laughs) jeez are you like retarded oh my god you just honk the horn at a dog sanctuary that's insane so everybody erupts yeah and you get like six full-sized dogs running down the lane olivia had was it two years ago olivia had to yell at a delivery guy a delivery guy actually climbed over the gate over our locked padlocked gate he had honked, I think he had honked the horn and then he climbed over the gate and he was walking up the lane and Rocky was the first one 
to get down there. And she's yelling, screaming at the guy. Like, I think, I think she yelled, put your hands by your side and don't move. You know, <laughs> you know, put your hands by your side and don't move. Don't yeah. be, you know, aggressive. Don't, I think the guy, he, at that point turned and ran. Yeah. Which is 100% what you shouldn't do. Cause now it's a race. Yeah. You know, so Rocky's chasing after this guy. This guy's racing to the gate. He literally like leapt over the gate and Rocky just smashed up against the gate. Just. What kind of dog's Rocky? He's a Springer Spaniel. Oh, okay. So he's. Good size. He's about that big. Yeah. But he's, he's ass crazy insane. Like just batshit insane. Like totally like. He's he's a dog. We got him from another rescue because they were gonna put him down. He they they were a no kill rescue, mm-hmm. and they're gonna put him down. But they they that was their only option because their behavioralist couldn't deal with him anymore. They couldn't they couldn't rehabilitate him. He he was kennel aggressive, food aggressive. They couldn't you know they couldn't clean his kennel. He was like, in he would have eaten you. Mm. He was just he had been so treated so poorly. And the kennels only made it worse, him being in a kennel. Yeah. So when we got him, you know, we started socializing him immediately. So he got to play with other dogs and he got to play with a ball. And the ball totally released him. Mm. That's what unlocked him. And so he he was able to, to run across the field and play and and what Become he a dog again. yeah, and what he loves to do is bark. Hmm. He just he'll well, some do right. He, it, it's like a release for him. Yeah. So he will we play with the ball <laughs> or. A, you know a dog like that. Who's that? This? No, she just she doesn't bark at all. She bark hardly at all. Oh yeah. Just at squirrels at night. She yeah. she's more like yeah. When it's dark, she'll bark. But no friends she, of ours. Yeah. Her thing is she's got uh, a real prey drive. And so squirrels, cats, motorcycles, and skateboards, um, she, uh, like, you get these pirouettes at the end of the leash, right? Yeah, going out and... Yeah. She jumps? Oh, she jumps, she flies, she, she goes in the air in circles. Like, I mean, she, you know, it's kind of jumping out and having the leash like Yanger back. But she'll just do a flip. You're just so... Entertaining. Yeah. And then she's just like, once she's, like, on that run I do, we encounter usually like five squirrels and three cats. And she's just all hyped up at the end because she's just like, where's the next one? Where's the next one? It's a big game, right? Yeah, you know, she's so, she totally remembers. I saw a squirrel oh, yeah. here like yes. two weeks ago. Yes. And I'm looking for that squirrel. Yes, exactly. Like <laughs> once, six months, three weeks, and two days ago, there was a cat under this bush, right? Yeah. I'm going to look for that cat again. This is a cat bush. Good memory. Yeah. <laughs> She, she's so stubborn, she's too. She's very stubborn, yeah. And you kind of think, That's is she stubborn or is she sort of like dumb? Yeah, you can't figure out whether she's really smart or really just really dumb and stubborn. Yeah. Like, cause, like for instance, if you're walking I'll her. I'll say it's smart. If, 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 if but you're it's, walking her and she wants to go a certain direction and you're going another direction, she just like freezes and goes. Like, nice. you can't pull her. Right? And I'm like, oh, you want to do that way? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, it's just funny. But 
you know, like the cartoon Sam and Ralph, like the sheepdog and coyote. Anyway, I mean, that is so her. Like, she's got to like literally put her paw and lift like the hair off her eyes. She's walked into things like so. <laughs> we always have a pony on her hair, at top of her head, because she's literally walked into a fence or a, a post or a bench, and I'm like, oh my god, what about cutting her bangs. Oh yeah, we we'll do that. Sometimes, but I, I like Mark the shiny the, uh, look. Shiny look. <laughs> but, so it's the aesthetics. Yeah, well, I, I like the long hair. I think it looks better. I get her clip because it's a lot of work, the long hair. She get cut for the summer? Yeah. But then in the winter, it's just like she gets huge snowballs like all over her so it's, it's kind of like when's a good time to have her long well in the summer uh, our dog walker like we had such a hot summer they went to the beach like almost every day so they'd be for walks on the beach every time she gets wet the, her fur mats every time they get wet it mats more and more and more yeah. so five days a week in the water you're cutting them out no I'm we're, we brush them out like kind of thing but so much work right and she's always like yeah, she doesn't like it because it tugs at her, <laughs> tugs at her skin. Just cut them out. Yeah, she'd be look like... Tattered? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, pretty much every one of our long-haired dogs is like that. Full of mats? Well, you just... Well, not... Are you, oh, you cut we, them all. We, just you just, them you all. just cut yeah. them out because you can't... Do you ever shave them all down? Um, do we shave anybody anymore? I don't think we... We did... I think we did to someone. Oh, we did the lady, the uh, Pomeranian that we oh, have. Yeah. We did her a couple years ago, but it ended up becoming her because she's got little dog syndrome. Mm-hmm. She needs that fur for oh. protection oh. against the other dogs because sometimes, you know, shit happens. Yeah. You know, and, She'll piss somebody off, or somebody else will piss her off, and they'll go at it. Right. And that fur is all her only protection. Yeah. You know, against somebody. So we leave her long now. Mm. Yeah, it's like. It's just the sheep that get sheared. Yeah. <laughs> well, That's fun. Dog. That's fun. Shearing the sheep? <laughs> oh, my God. Actually, this year was the best year for shearing oh, yeah. we've ever had. Yeah. Do you it have went, someone come and do it? No, we do it ourselves. Oh, yeah? It's, it was the easiest this year. I loved watching. When I was in New Zealand, watching on the farm, those guys shear the sheep. 45 amazing. seconds. Those guys are like so fast. With the, with the overhanging. Yeah. And the way they, they maneuver the sheep, just like... Flip it on its ass. and Yeah, and they're it. like standing over it and just like... Yeah. We... That... It tends to be obviously a little traumatic for the sheep so <laughs> but sheep are we, funny animals too though we well i don't know at least we do we work. do doris you know pretty slowly yeah it probably takes us about 30 minutes 30 to 40 minutes to okay. do doris yeah because well, we leave got four thousand sheep you can't be taken like, oh no 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 you gotta be fast yeah <laughs> i was Just, looking you know what i was into, looking into last weekend no is like maybe taking maribald to learn to herd sheep yeah it's amazing watching I like thought, like oh, yeah. working with that prey dog maybe that would help like give a working it. dog that but that takes a lot of training does it yeah oh my god unless it's unless so it's wicked. unless it's a collie watching you know? those guys yeah. The, yeah 
I remember going to a trial uh, and where they're, they'd stand at the bottom of the hill and the sheep would be up there and they'd be like, they'd send the dog up and bring four sheep down and you got to take them through gates and things. Yep. And watching this guy, and he'd like whistle and it made the dog move this way. Yeah, that's what I was watching last. And it was like, it's so, I mean, it's so beautiful to see when you see like, you know, human working with an animal and, and making it do stuff. And it was just like, it was impressive. But I just want to add this one story. When I was in New Zealand years ago, and uh, so they had some stud sheep come in to, uh, to impregnate um, all these sheep, right? And so they've let them loose in the field, but the stud sheep are all wearing like, like this harness. It's like basically a bingo, a, a, a sort of a bingo uh, dabber kind of thing on their chests. And so he, we would go in and we'd look at the, the 4,000 sheep or whatever, and you would start to separate out all the sheep with like a blue dot on them saying, okay, that one's, you know, that one's done, that one's done, this one hasn't been. And so you do this. And I remember like going, the, and there was one sheep that the, the whole thing was blue. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that one's really popular. <laughs> oh, we laughed. Her face great. is blue. Oh man, it was just like it was like just blue. Most of them, it's just like a dot, right? You're done. This one was like the fun girl. Ah. <laughs> uh, Anyway, that's my little sheep farming uh, I shot, I photographed a guy, a farmer, was it maybe about four months ago now for a campaign? (laughs) And he is a sheep farmer and he had three collies and yeah, it's just watching them work. Oh, that's beautiful. Suki, our our little Suki is a collie cross and you can totally see it in her. Like she wants to do that. As soon as you run, She's nipping at your heels. She's mm-hmm. there. Like, she's right on you. So, you don't do a lot of running on the farm. Right. Because it gets her overexcited. And, but, oh, what happened yep. It's outside of that. I don't think, uh, yeah, there's nobody really else who has that sort of herding mentality. Rocky might. Maybe. Rocky's more of a gun dog, I guess, than anything. Yeah. A hunting dog. He's like, you can see the ball sitting in the field but he doesn't see it he's only smelling for it oh so he can run around it run over top of it it's just when he's got his nose down and he smells it that's when he'll get it yeah he that dog is absolutely batshit crazy like he is so funny it, it it gets frustrating at points because he does bark constantly like as soon as he's awake Mm. if if olivia and i are in the same location together it's barking time oh really because okay that's fine you know if one of you is here then you're probably doing something so i'll leave you alone but if two of you are here the one person should be doing whatever they're doing the other person should be throwing the ball for me right right so if we're you know it's 10 it's 10 30 11 o'clock at night when olivia's done the kennels and stuff Mm-hmm. So we'll sit down and we'll try to, you know, have a conversation or, or play a game of cards or watch, you know, 20 minutes worth of vice on, on the laptop or something. And it's just barking. He's just barking in the house. It's just, 
and it just goes and it'll go and it'll go and go till bedtime till you actually what kind of bark is it a short sharp kind of yep and loud and loud and loud (laughs) and if we're outside you know if we're trying to have a like a campfire or something it's the same thing you know he's sitting right beside you like can i become mute to that tone after a while yeah but you got to realize that you know it's after nine o'clock and if we're outside yeah even even rural you know it's still yeah we still have to think about the neighbors yeah. But during the day, forget it. You know, just let them roam. Yeah. We have a, a forty-five gallon plastic blue barrel in the field in the dog walking field right beside us. And every once in a while, I'll bring it to the top of the hill, to the top of it's not really a hill; it's just very gradual sloped. But I'll bring it to the very top, and he'll just go berserk, just go absolutely berserk for this barrel. And he'll he'll push it with his nose. He'll flip it over. He'll and he all the time he's barking. Bark 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 bark. He's having a good time. Oh, it's a party. Yeah, he's having a great time. And if anybody ever said anything, I tell him, you know, fuck off. It's a dog. He's having a good time. Leave him alone. What do you want him to do? You want me to like silence him? You put him in the house? It's a dog. We're we live rural. Yeah. This is a dog sanctuary. There's going to be barking. Yeah. How close to your nearest neighbor? The stables, the horse stable place, they're maybe 300, 400 feet from the back of the kennels. Mm-hmm. There's two hedges in between. So it's not too bad. But if, if Rocky's in the lower field, where he usually is, then the neighbor over that field is maybe maybe 700 800 feet away so i imagine i imagine he could hear quite quite easily yeah but a lot of times rocky will will get the barrel or a ball or a log and he'll bring it into the hedge to the bottom of a hedge and he'll he'll nest in the bottom of the hedge and he'll bark at it there so it's it's kind of muffled a little bit better than when he's in the middle of the field. Oh, yeah. Well, the hedges should help mm-hmm. soften the sound. But yeah, a bark is pretty uh, pretty strong. But the thing is, Rocky's now probably ten or twelve years old. Slowing up at all? He can't. You can't throw the ball for him. No. Oh. You can throw the ball maybe half a dozen times, a dozen times. But after that, he gets really. He slows down. He gets really sore, and mm-hmm. he. You know, he'll limp for a day or two after that. Yeah. Because he just goes. You know, he'll get... Yeah, they don't know when to quit, right? None at all. I mean, I'll get up in the morning, and I'll do three or four hours of chores and just milling around, checking emails and doing kennels and whatever. And around 10 o'clock, he'll get up. That'll be the time he gets up and starts moving himself. And from that point till midnight, he's nonstop. Oh, really? Like non-stop. He's running. He's going from A to B, B to C, C to Z, back to A. Like if you put a little locator on him with a GPS and brought up a map in a day, it would be hilarious to see how much. Should do that. I I should. I should. should put my phone. I think I can. Put your GoPro on him. Oh, I've done that. We've done that. That's hilarious. Like all day? No, not all day. (laughs) That battery would die. 
it's hilarious. You know, don't know where he gets it from. Well, must be dog. Olivia's side of the family. Oh. <laughs> oh man! But they're entertaining, man. Oh. Don't miss a TV, because at night there's nothing on. Yeah. You know, at night, if it's a nice summer night, you know, we get it's daylight till eleven o'clock. You yeah. know, middle of summer. And we can just be in the field. And if you're walking, <clears throat> he'll be quiet. But, you know, to walk in a bottom field with half a dozen dogs, you know how relaxing that is? Mm. Oh, it's so great. Do you have any, like, a woodlot or anything or no? It's no. all field. Other well, than your hedges. Hedges. Just yeah. So whatever falls off the big oak trees, that's what we'll, we'll burn. I This year was the first year we bought any wood. Oh, yeah? So I bought a, a big, you know, like a big bag, those nylon bags. Mm -hmm. I bought a big bag for 40 pounds. Yeah. So like $65 or something. Mm. I built, out of pallet, I built a, a big wood box. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, I just usually take the wheelbarrow around the property and just pick up scrap wood that's falling off the trees, branches and stuff. Yeah. Old trees. Get the chance. That's just for your fire pit. Yeah. Yeah. Chimenea. That we've had now for six years. Yeah. And Wow, and it's still good? It hasn't cracked and broken? It's it has a, a top on it. Yeah. And that and that uh that's slowly disintegrating. Yeah. But I think I did for a couple of years, I think I wrapped it up. Yeah. But uh it's the moisture the, gets in and cracks. My old one in my old chimenea in California is still going. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. He still uses it. Cool. They're great. I love it. Yeah. So it's so relaxing at night. Oh, this this, this sound, the smell, the, oh, the yeah. sight of a wood fire, like a bit of warmth on a cool evening, like it's especially now that it is like really cooling off mm -hmm. there. <laughs> they don't have they don't have cider over there, like like Loblaws cider, you know, like apple cider, oh, like okay, cloudy, yeah, 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 yeah cloudy. Yeah. Why so not? They don't. They just, don't make it. They just don't just, do it. They don't do it. It's not a product over there. Remember going to Markham Fair, getting a big jug of cider. <laughs> Love that. Watch the tractor pull. That's great. <laughs> so, we have several apple trees. That's next week. Is it? Yeah. Oh, Go Thursday night. Is it? <laughs> Yeah. Does it start Thursday? Uh, I think so, yeah. Oh, my God. It's probably... Sm I, usually Thursday night, I think, is the... Or... Is it tractor pull and horse pull? I think it's Saturday night? Yeah. Friday night's probably this, the smash-up derby or whatever. With the Allison, Allison Chalmers yeah, tractor? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one that blows the flames? Oh, That's yeah. That's hilarious. Those guys that... The guys that announced that were always the best. They just... The, 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 the banter. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's got this tuned up just right. He's got like about 40 feet of stovepipe in there for that turbocharger. <laughs> Loves this cold night air. This crisp air is perfect. <laughs> Tractor's doing a wheelie all the way down the field. Yeah. The clouds just, crowds just roaring. Yeah. Yeah. 
But I mean, back to the animals too, like watching the horse, like the heavy horses doing the horse pull, pulling those sleds of like, you know, cement or whatever, like when they load that up. I mean, again, it's just so beautiful watching that, you know, I mean, going back to, to a the point, old age, to a point, yeah. you know, but like, you know, that relationship with animals and, you know, I mean, you know, before the, you know, age of machinery, I mean, this was, this is how you did things, right? And, there's a that eco village that I was telling you about that has the bakery, the bakery wood shop uh, workshops. Oh yeah, yeah. I was telling you about yeah. last night. Um, they do it all by hand. They oh, yeah. they have a farm and they do it all with horse and yeah. And I, I was watching the guy plow the fields with the horse. Jeez, yeah. man! Holy, come on! Yeah, we had, a, we had a logger up at my parents, um, and he would come in. He would do selective logging, mm -hmm. like so. He'd go in and um, sort of towards the end of winter is when we had him and uh, bring his towards horses the out. End of winter. Yeah, so he would take down like and so when there's still snow on the ground, yeah. but it's not like super deep or whatever. And he would you know take down a tree and then he would use his horses to uh, pull it out, pull the logs out. It's um, pretty non-invasive. Oh, it was, it was amazing. It was perfect for what we wanted, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, yeah, just. Uh, to, you know, I don't know, I like that. I always like the pioneer kind of skills and, you know, those relationships and living close to the land and, I don't know. The world's changing. You should, you should check out an eco-village. Must be, there must be something over yeah, here. Yeah, I have to look it up. I don't know. I'm... There's one guy in the north who's got, he's off the grid. Mm -hmm. Like 100%. Well... Yeah, he's just redug his well, so I think he's gonna he's gonna try to go for well water. I think he might have internet though, but outside of that, he's all totally off the grid. So he does all his own energy production, storage. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's self-sustaining with his food. Really? Wow. I, he buys meat. He's not vegan. Mm. He's not vegetarian, so he does bring in his meat, and I think he does dairy. Yeah, <clears throat> but I mean, it's hard to do it all, right? <laughs> to be completely well, if you, you were know, if you were vegan. Oh well, yeah, but I mean, you know, where are you going to get your cashews from? <laughs> the greenhouse, or you just don't eat them. What about your pecans <laughs> or pecans? <coughs> your walnuts. Yeah, I don't know. I guess you can have pumpkin seeds. Yeah, walnuts. We have walnuts. Yeah. Walnut trees. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, talk about you know we have so much fruit, <sighs> so of, much fruit. What kind of fruit you guys got? Like on your property? Yeah, three, just mean, Yeah, on our property, yeah. three or three or four different types of apple. Yeah. Uh, kind. At least. You know. Uh, red. Ready green. Ready green apple. Ready yellow. <laughs> Big and small. Olivia knows all the different okay. types, but they're all indigenous ones. We don't we don't plant anything that's not that's well. Foreign. These are like old, are they? Or are these new? Old breeds. No, old. like did you recently plant them? Uh, there's three original trees. Yeah, because so it the, takes years to kind of one. We have one them. tree. One tree that's maybe five inches in diameter okay. that's canted over at a yeah thirty degree angle that I've got propped up. Yeah. It, it's split down mm -hmm. the trunk and it's, Olivia says, 
it was there when she was a kid, like looking the same way. So oh. I have no idea how old this tree is. Like it's got to be minimum of 50 years old, minimum. Yeah. But it still produces apples. Now we apples. know how old Olivia is. <laughs> <laughs> minimum. Not, not at all. No, because it had to be know, that size when she was a kid. And then we have two apple trees, two original apple trees in the orchard where we are. Yeah. And one of them is split down the trunk completely. Wow. And it still fruits. Yeah. And it actually has shoots coming up from the trunk again. Oh, yeah. Trying to... They're so, like... Hardy. Unbelievable. Yeah. And the apples are good? Yep. Did you guys, like, harvest them all? Because sometimes, no. like, if you leave them, like, just... I thought, like, if you don't pick up the apples, that often you get, like, molds and funguses that start growing because it's all just composting underneath. And... We don't... There's no apples that ever go to waste oh, on yeah? our property. Who's eating them all if you're not harvesting? Bonzo. Your dog? Bonzo. <laughs> Bonzo, the three-legged freaking wonder dog. He's got a bit of an apple addiction. Yep. Uh, him and him and Rocky will pretty much eat any fruit that's on the ground. Oh, yeah? So we got to watch out with like the plums and stuff for the pits. Oh. So anything that's low, hanging low, Bonds will actually stand up on its hind legs and pick the apples off the trees. Yeah. It's crazy wow. to watch a three-legged dog standing on two legs walking around the bottom of an apple tree picking all the apples off. It's crazy. Oh my god. That's but crazy. he'll take off. So those are the two original trees. So then we have lots of, you know, young trees. He's out there trees. one night splitting the tree. I need this to lean over a bit more. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that tree, you know, obviously there's boughs on the ground and stuff. Yeah. We actually had a plum tree split this year as well. Because it was I, heavy from fruit? or Yeah. yeah. And the wind just... Mm -hmm. So I've got I've to do some serious pruning next year yeah. and take back, you know, a lot of, a lot of the trees. Because they're just, they're just young. They're just two, three, four years old. Yeah. But I got to prune them properly. And, okay, know. so you got apple, plum? Apple, plum, pear. Two different types of plum, minimum. Two different types of pears. Really? Wow. Uh, the pears aren't good yet, though. They're, they're all rock hard. It's supposedly they take a few years for the fruit to... My grandmother used to have a tree that did, like, really rock hard pears. And she would just, like... Uh can them uh, or jar them um, and uh, like in a syrup and then they'd be they were great yeah. I mean we'd have them like all winter like, that would require time well it would <laughs> hey we just did salsa last weekend we did like 128 jars of salsa wow and I mean, that's Sue's right? yeah Sue's tomatoes uh, well no I mean we bought all the tomatoes oh, oh okay there's like two bushels of tomatoes organic or just uh, store-bought? Well, farmer market, right? Oh, yeah. Got the San Marzanos. Although, as Marnie says, they're not growing in the volcanic soil that makes them so special. <laughs> anyway, so we got those. She's a tomato. Yeah, yeah. She's got her connoisseur of uh, tomato ship. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, uh, she had a bushel of peppers that we roasted the night before. and Cool. Peeled and uh, diced, and then uh, to just sort of speed up the process. Um, and then, yeah, so spent the day uh, 
wash tomatoes and then core and uh, you stew them corn, first, corn store corn score then we blanch them and then we're peeling those and then so it was a huge production like we just had a big lineup and uh, I mean it was pretty funny I, I show you a picture we um everybody's up at uh, the cottage the weekend before and Marty like brought like this tie-dye kit that she bought so we're all wearing like tie-dye shirts that look like you know Jerry Garcia and the Grateful Dead were there uh, doing our um, salsa salsa weekend <laughs> oh my god I, I was like we we're laughing like thinking what is the neighbor like because because it was raining so we're all in the garage right um, and uh, running Anyway, here's some pictures. Of, uh, Did you have? Yeah, you had these up on Facebook. Yeah. Oh, there's the one. There's the whole lineup of us. I I think it's on Facebook. Just slide it. But yeah, that was funny, man. Only Gord. Gord was wearing a, just a red shirt. Party pooper. Exactly. Splitter. <laughs> anyway, here. Let me find. Uh, the lineup. I think it's on Facebook. But yeah, so it was it was like an all day event. Uh, you know, it's, again, it's you know, it's like those old world kind of things, right? Like oh, yeah, that's great. Cannon jarring, you know, preparing for winter. Well, this um, all comes around back around to the chimney. Yeah. So it's fall. It's nice. Yeah. Warm fire. Don't have cider over there. So I'm gonna take some of the apples this year. And I'm just gonna juice it, just yeah, and just make my own cider. Yeah, I had bought all the stuff to do alcoholic cider. I have all that sitting in the barn, and I actually did it one year and uh, forgot about it. <laughs> oh yeah. So unfortunately, it ended up with a, a skimming of mold across the top that it because I had forgot it. Mm. But underneath, it was actually okay was decent enough. Yeah. I have all the bottles. Awesome. There you go. <laughs> Looking good. Hippie. Oh, where are my tie-dye socks? Uh, in your drawer. I saw them there yesterday. Yeah, so got enough apples to do quite a bit. That's good. You should. I burnt out my last juicer when I created that first batch of alcoholic cider. Yeah. Just totaled it. Just burnt the motor right out. But the thing is, is I have one of those Breville's, you know, one of the good ones. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and I just feel that the pulp, there's so much juice left over in the pulp. It's such a waste. So I actually run the pulp through again, yeah. the juicer, to get to get more out of it. And I think that's what it ended up burning it out. Oh, Is yeah, it probably. Too heavy of a pulp. Yeah. Cool. Did you make those socks? Yeah. They look professional. <laughs> Good job. But there's only some white here. That's okay. Whole lot of color. I don't know, I can't remember where this photo went. What are these things? Bobby D's microphones. See, it's recording. Oh. So you're you're on. Uh, See as you talk. Hi. 
Can I have an egg thingy? Uh, yeah, just uh, give us a few minutes. Sure, go for it. So, yeah, I think I better go get a car soon. All right. So we'll wrap this up. All right. Thank you very much, everybody. Yeah. And we'll talk to you soon. All right. Yeah, it was great catching up with Mark live in his kitchen. Uh, I just want to thank everybody again for listening, and uh, have a great day, great evening, great morning, and... Remember, keep on listening. Thank you.